It's that time, and you guys know it. It's time for another great episode of Inferno Soccer Insiders with your typical ghost, myself, Edwin Perez, and the legendary Jerry Walker. You know, before we kick it off, Jerry, how have you been so far? No, I'm doing good, Edwin. It's almost the weekend, so that's good. And that means we're also one day closer to another ASU soccer game. <laughs> absolutely man another another game another test another game that we can't bet on it's not that it's not like we would anyways no, we're, not allowed to. <laughs> we're not allowed to and it's not something we do but we do have some other uh, soccer betting but that's not this talk we're not talking about this here we're talking about asu soccer uh, gary obviously a very important weekend for them we mentioned how these two games were going to test them and they did they definitely did, but it was obviously a, a very important weekend where they pulled out some big dubs, a big win. So before we even dive into both those games, Jerry, they're now ranked number 20. I mean, what's your reaction to the ranking? And do you think that they have done enough in this non-conference to establish themselves as a real team? I mean, I think that the loss to LSU, now that LSU is ranked seven, looks a lot better than it could have potentially had they fallen in ranking. And the plus beating Nebraska and then Texas Tech, who was ranked 21 at the time, that just boosts the team up. And I think that just gave them the momentum they needed to get up in the rankings. You, you said it there perfectly. I think a lot of questions, questions were going to be asked because if they lost to Texas Tech, which was the ranked team, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, there were going to be questions about did they beat just the unranked teams? Was it an eat lighter schedule and all that? But, I mean, you beat a Texas Tech, which is a very, very good program, a very – good win for the Sun Devils and you, you lost to a team that's the number seven team in the country and it looks like they're going to be up there they're going to be up there for a while it seems like they're not going to fall so it, it was a quality loss as we like to call it, it was a, it was a quality loss yes uh, yes it was not a scoreline that you'd like to see if you're any of the fans but it was still a loss that you could take uh, but obviously they had two important matches this weekend and let's dive right into the first one, which was the uh, game against Nebraska, the game that we both predicted could be the easier game, but it turned out to be a pretty even kind of defensive match uh, for both those sides. What, what were your takeaways from this game? I mean, it was ASU just seemed to play much more defensive this game than we'd seen him before. And Lishka Carlier wasn't in that back four. So that was kind of a new look we hadn't seen. Yeah, it seemed that they were kind of messing with the defense a little bit, trying out some new stuff. And, I mean, Carlier, who were used to being the cement back there, um, she kind of not not lost her role, but they kind of tried something new. And a player that they brought on, which I kind of want to ask you about, is Jada hilton Kalea. It's someone that we've seen featured quite a, quite a bit, obviously, both here and on the road. But uh, it seems like she's carving herself a role. What, what do you make about Kalea getting more minutes? I mean, I think she's earned those minutes. She's been playing really well when she's been in the game. She's been causing some trouble down the wings. It's just another player that Graham's been able to bring in. It's a graduate student that's just fit in the program perfectly. And we mentioned it. Those those grad those graduates come in and do pretty well. I mean, you 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 need players with experience, ones that understand it, can adapt to a system. And it seems like he found another player that fits just just that. System. I mean, it kind of reminds me of that Casey Martinez move where you got a defender that can come in and be threatening on the wing, as you said. And I think she's doing just that. But another intriguing star for me was Olivia Coleman. I mean, you, you, you got Olivia Coleman who, uh, you know, kind of got, got some minutes here and there early uh, early on. But as a freshman, she's, she's carved her minutes. She's kind of 
won, won her way a little bit. And now we see her getting more uh, getting more minutes, just like Jada Hilton-Palea. What do you make of Oliva Coleman's uh, kind of addition to the team and what she can do for them? I mean, that's just another player that's showing now with the injuries that are happening, that's taking advantage of her playing time and showing the depth this, this team has and that they've been leaning on all season. Yeah, exactly. And it's depth that they're not they're they're willing to go to when they need it. I mean, you look at the amount of substitutes that Graham has made. I mean, a, lo- a little bit has to do probably with keeping the legs fresh for a big match against Texas Tech, which we mentioned. But also, I think it's just building up that depth. And I mean, they, he brought in Tully Herman Watts, Lucy Johnson, Olivia Curse Thomas, Kaelin Johannes, uh, Dave Williams, Lauren Kerberg, and Kennedy Mayo. Seven substitutes in this game. I think that has to do a lot of with keeping their legs fresh. And, you know, obviously the season's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And I think that's, every game is important. Don't get me wrong. But I think you, you I mean, as, as, as any program would, you look at those ranked rank games and say, that's our focus. And I think that's another case what happened here as well. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. They just – it was another opportunity to – get a quality win against a quality team in Texas Tech and the Sun Devils took advantage of it this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And before we move on to that matchup, well, I mean, this this game is same, pretty even on, this, on the stat sheet. I mean, you see 11 shots, six on target. I mean, both saves are pretty similar. Berto, you know, got one more save than, uh, than the Nebraska goalkeeper did. Do you is there any worries that you know obviously you're you're playing against a team like Nebraska where we, we said it's not going to be the most competitive game we thought that was going to be a little you know further apart but it seemed like it was pretty tight do you worry about that scoreline at all or do you just take take the win and move on with it No I don't think you worry too much about the scoreline I think after losing to LSU the weekend before in the way that they did lose it's good to just get in and get a win bouncing back is what they what happened last season after losing against U of A went into California beat UCLA and just turned the season around there so I mean one loss and then they bounce back and get a quality win absolutely I think it's something that they needed we mentioned how it's not this weekend was going to be an identity because after you lose a game like that you either can go downhill and just dig yourself in a hole more or you can bounce back and, and learn from that loss and say this is we learned that we can't be doing this and we're going to be better. And I, it, it seemed like that, not only the Nebraska game, but the Texas Tech uh, match. And also, let's let's remember, these games are in Tucson, a place that it seems like the attack doesn't do as well. Um, this I don't know whether it be the, the, the travel, I don't know, but there's something crazy about Tucson. We And we mentioned it, how you know, they struggle over there. So for them to get a win and, and add that factor in it, I think that's huge as well. So, um and, and I mean, more importantly, I, I think was the Texas Tech, Texas Tech game playing against the number 21 team, which we'll talk about right now, where they got a 3-2, 3-2 win. Um, Arizona State had got the first three goals, and then uh, Texas Tech made it a match. So what, what were your overall, you know, assess, what was your assessment about this match? I mean, it was a strong start for the Sun Devils, and getting that goal bef- right before halftime is really – can be really – demoralizing for the opposition they go into halftime having to think oh we were so close to getting there tied and now they're down and they came out quickly in the second half i i liked what the defense did after the two texas tech shot or goals though and they shut down the texas tech offense and just held them to one shot the rest of the game 
for that final 20 minutes. So that just showed that the defense was stepping up again when needed. Yeah, bend don't break. You know, sometimes you can you can allow some stuff to come at you, but they didn't break when they needed it. Just right, you know, right when they could easily give up the game, go into overtime, and you know, have a whole fiasco. They they stepped up right when they uh, right when they needed to, and came up huge. I mean, that that, that back line we mentioned uh, how important they are. You know, Tars, just Hale and uh, Jada, and and that back in that back four, and how they stepped up huge is going to be very telling for. What, what's going to happen this season because I feel like the Sun Devil team prides itself on good defense and that's going to create some offense at times. I mean, in the blowouts that we saw earlier in the year, Coach Winkler expressed his disappointment uh, in some of those games due to the defensive responsibility that some of the players don't uh, didn't come back. So I think this team really prides itself on what they do defensively. So for them to not, bend, uh, to not break at the end, I think is very telling. But Jerry, I kind of want to propose that question. You kind of talked about it a little bit there, but it, does that worry you that, you know, they were up by 3-0 and they allowed, uh, they allowed two goals and kind of made it a game where, you know, they didn't keep their foot on the pedal or kind of keep Texas Tech out of the game? I mean, it seems like when they're facing these pack close schools, you can't, you can't let that happen. Yeah, I mean, it's never good to give up two goals in seven minutes especially when you're up 3-0, but being up 3-0 in the first place kind of gives you a little bit of leeway, but I don't think it's too much of anything to worry about. I think by one more game and then Pac-12 play, I think it'll be all figured out. Yeah, I think this is exactly what you mentioned there. By Pac-12 play, things will be hammered down and things will work better, but something of intrigue, at least in this game, when we mentioned the question about the penalty shot and someone who converted a penalty was obviously Nicole Douglas. And I kind of want to not just focus on that, but also Nicole Douglas, we mentioned how this weekend could have been huge for her. This could be her weekend where she cements her legacy even more. And I think she did just that. I mean, just the impact she scored, not only in the Nebraska game and was the solo goal there. She came in this Texas tech game and made and made a huge impact on the attack, kind of making things happen over there. I mean, just how how important is getting Nicole Douglas in that form that she currently is in, heading heading into the Pac-12 play? I mean, it's good to get all the players on feeling that momentum, winning two straight before Pac-12 play. But especially Nicole Douglas as the goal as the main goal scorer so far this season, it's great to have that confidence going into Pac-12 play. Yeah, especially with with how important she is to the squad. I mean, I know Grant you know, Graham always emphasizes this is a team game. Team, uh, obviously, it is a team game, but he emphasizes it's all about the team. It's not one player. We're bigger than that. But a player like Nicole Douglas can really make or break your attack. I mean, when 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 she's on form, it seems like the Sun Devils are are putting up goals uh, uh, plenty. I mean, even even her assists and what she does on the attack, she draws away defense, but. Uh, it, if if the Cole Douglas goes on a little uh, bad bad form or a little bad run, it seems like the attack kind of slows down a little bit. So I think having a player like her kind of play very well obviously is going to be huge for what the Sunnels are going to do, not only just hopefully the Pac-12 play, but further. Uh, but another thing that came out of this game that was interesting to me was no, uh, Noeva Van Dersen. Uh, you, you, have, you had a big glaring hole there, but how do you feel that the midfield stepped up in her uh, in her kind of absence? You had like someone like Jasmine Wilkinson come in and Kiki Stewart come in and kind of try to fill that void. I mean, with 
without Ava Vanderson playing, you're now down your two probably top midfielders, or really your three starting midfielders from last year with the Hockeys, Delgado, and Vanderson. So, I mean, I think the midfielders who came in stepped up. Jasmine Wilkinson had a goal. Olive had a goal. It's kind of just people who, when they were called upon, stepped up and did what they needed to. Yeah, it, it's all about the next man up mentality, especially with this team. I mean, they can't be looking down on their injuries because as much as, you know, they want us to have someone like Alexa Delgado back and, you know, they're going to get Evan Redderson back uh, soon, hopefully. Um, you need to have the next person ready to go. And that's what I think Graham has done well a lot in this early part of the game where he, he won't say he's experimenting just to experiment, but he's getting a lot of, like, he's building that depth, trying to see what happens if things go down. And right now with the luck of injury, I mean, it's proving vital. I mean, they, they get players to step up, especially in a game against Texas Tech. I mean, a number 21 seed nonetheless. So you you have you you have players that are willing to step in even in big moments and, and perform well. I mean, that just goes well for the rest of the season, at least personally. So it's, it's really good to see. Um, I think another person we got to mention before we move on and, and go on and preview the game is, I mean, we talked about her play quite a, quite a lot, Berta. I mean, she had over five saves in the first match, and this game she came with seven saves. I mean, I think her play has been phenomenal early on. How much has she grown since we first seen her, Jerry? I mean, she's grown a lot as a player. And I mean, giving up four goals against LSU in, four, in one half, it could have been very bad for her confidence moving forward, but she comes back, gets a shutout, and then has a good game against a good Texas Tech team as well. Oh, yeah, against the Red Raiders, where it easily could have been ugly, especially the way that the defense responded. I mean, you look at the stats of the second half, Texas Tech kind of uh, outshot the ASU 9-4. to Obviously, you mentioned how they buckled down at the end, but, I mean, there's a lot of chances, and uh, obviously she had to come up with some saves. So if it wasn't for her, this could be a different storyline. We could be talking about a different game, but she came up big and it got the win, and, and realistically is one of the reasons why the Sun Devils are doing very good early on. I mean, there was a lot of questions without Castro Perry, what was going to happen? We saw Julia Ortega. She did well, but, you know, I think Berta stood out in her performance, and she's continuing to do that, which obviously it's only furthering her play. I mean, it's furthering the team's, like, uh, hopes in play. So I think that's really great to see early on. Um, before we move on and we, you know, do we wrap it up with our preview, Jerry, we like to do our thing where we get to choose one player and we say who, who impressed us the most this weekend. So I'll let you go first. I don't want to. Don't want to steal your answer or anything. So, Jerry, which player? I, I mean, there's quite a few obvious choices. Like I mentioned, the Nicole Berta, or you can go unconventional. But uh, which player are you gonna uh, are you gonna pick that? Stood I'm out? gonna kind of go unconventional, so, but I'm gonna just go the whole back defensive back system, the whole defensive line. Stepped up big in that game against Nebraska, holding on for a shutout. And then in that fight, after giving up a little bit of momentum to Texas Tech by allowing those two goals, they just stood up or like settled up and just stopped them and shut them down the rest of the way. Yeah, I like that. I mean, listen, that's a little cheating, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> hey, I saw, uh, you said it was unconventional. You could go unconventional. Hey, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I'm going to go with someone that I haven't mentioned yet, but I think she did serves praise and she's grown ever since she's came, came in and it's made, made a role for herself in multiple positions. I mean, Graham loves, loves to use her everywhere. She's kind of been that school's army knife. And that's Jasmine Wilkinson. I mean, 
she can uh, she can play a lot defensively, but we can see when she moves forward, uh, sometimes she can be threatening, and sometimes she has her uh, she has her chances where she can create. And I mean, in, in this game against Texas Tech, uh, she had two shots, one uh, and she had two shots, one on goal, and got got the goal. And I think her playing the midfield was vital in, in keeping the score the way it is. I mean, she played uh, 89 minutes, so I mean, it tells you how, how much of an important piece uh, she was to the game. So. I think I got to give credit to the Canadian and, and what she has done. I think she's truly grown. Um, I mean, from when we saw her early on, I mean, we uh, we saw her playing center back, uh, kind of false nine. We said, well, what's going to happen? What's her role? I think she's establishing herself in that role as someone that Graham needs to play week in, week out, especially with someone like Isabel de Hockeys, who kind of played that CDM role very well and was very huge. I think she's filling in that she's, uh, I mean, Pretty amazing, uh, pretty amazing to me. So got to give her credit there. But Jerry, this weekend, obviously, we typically talk about two matches, but we only got to preview one. They only got one match. Um, for the last last little stop before they head into conference play. So obviously, um, whether you you look at the matchup as important or not, I mean, but I mean, obviously, it's your final one. You gotta you gotta go come out strong. And they're facing a Colorado team. You got a little connection over there. So they're placing Colorado College Friday at 2 p.m. What do you make of this matchup, Jerry? I mean, honestly, I knew of Colorado College because of hockey. I didn't really know they had many other Division One sports. But I don't think it'll be too much of a challenge for the Sun Devils. What we've seen from Colorado College this year hasn't exactly been extremely impressive. They have two goals in five games. They're 0-5 on the season. And both their goals came from the same player, Lily Byron. Yeah, it, it seems very heavily pointed to one player. Again, nothing wrong with this, but you can't let this game kind of – it can't be a trap game, as a lot of us like to say. It can't be that game where you ease up and everything. But at the same time, I think this is going to be one of their opponents where they can, they can run up the scoreboard in a sense, where they can get that blowout win, where they can get a shutout, Get, gain a lot of confidence to a lot of players. They can play a lot of uh, minutes to their players on the depth and, and you know, truly let the brand. Because I think you mentioned it there. I mean, Lily, Lily Byrne, I mean, she's been the key. But, I mean, also you look at that defense, there's a lot of question marks. I mean, in a lot of their games, I mean, they give up plenty of goals. And, and the games that they gave up one goal, there, it was only because it was an overtime game against Colorado, which you got to give them credit for that. I mean, a factual of opponent. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it seems like this should be easily favoring ASU, correct, Eric? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think maybe the altitude might play a difference in Colorado Springs. They use that to their advantage, while similarly to how ASU has the heat down here in Tempe to their advantage. But I just still think ASU is too talented for this Colorado college team. So you don't imagine that being a factor at all come come – not, not a huge factor, but yeah, no, no, that's fair. Uh, another thing, you know, before you know, I ask about your prediction that I'd like to point out is, you know, when you have your ranking, I mean, it, it there, this has been the time where I, the Sun Devils have, you know, kind of slipped a little bit, and I'm, it's not against them, but you know, they they seem to get like flat earlier. They had the number twenty one, then they played LSU, and and you know, LSU did what they did. And ASU slipped the ranking. So this is where you can truly mark and say, hey, we just lost against a really great program. We beat all these non-conference teams, and we're heading into Pac-12 play with our heads high and winning against a lot of teams. So 
this could be a, a I think this could be a statement game where they could truly show the voters because this is the last time you're going to play some good non conference. You know, this is this is the time before you know. Let's say you slip up in Pac twelve, Pac twelve play a little. You 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 say, hey, we only lost one one game in the non conference, and it was against the LSU team that was top ten. You know, I think that's something that they would hold their heads high for. So, but Jerry, you know what I'm gonna you know what I'm about to ask you. We always love to do predictions. So, Jerry, I got to ask you, you have an own five team, one team that we mentioned, the defense, and they're very heavily one-sided uh, with one player. You got an ACU team, seven and one, a lot of goals, defense clicking. What's your prediction? Um, I think it'll – I think, yes, I'm going to just go with 4-1. 4-1. We're going to 4-1 to ASU. Okay. Before Colorado, is it going to be the same score? You think it's going to be the, uh, uh, the Burns going to get the goal? Um, we haven't. I haven't seen anything different from them. They have no one else on their team who even has a single assist, either. So it really has been her. Uh, no, I like that. Uh, I think that's a fair pick. I'm gonna go three zero. I think this is where the defense buckles down. They know who's gonna get the ball and who who Colorado College kind of likes to build their attack around. So I think they Graham's gonna not hone in on her solely, but I think it's gonna be a great emphasis of focus. And I mean, it, it's clear why. I mean, I mean, there, there, there's a reason why they gotta be careful with her. So uh, I think they buckle down on that end. And I think someone like Wynn is gonna be on the score sheet again. I think someone who you know had had a great start, and I think she'll continue that in this game. I think someone like Nicole Douglas will pop up and cheat, and then we'll get a defender. You know, I think AC loves to get a defender on the score sheet one way or another on a set piece, corners and all that. So I think that'll be of intrigue. But Jerry, I mean, we previewed it all. We kind of recapped it. Any final thoughts before we call it an episode today? No, I think that's all I have. I think it was another solid week and two wins for ASU soccer. Looking to make it one more before Pac-12 play starts. And that's when things get really serious and interesting. Absolutely. And I mean, my final thoughts is, you know, thanks for tuning in. Obviously, you know, we appreciate the love and support. Uh, we're going to we're ho hopefully bringing a player on soon. So if you liked what we did with uh, Jess Hale and her interview, we're trying to work on getting another player on soon. We we have some ideas. We had some discussion. So we're we're going to hopefully work on that soon. But that, that'll be something something exciting, especially heading to back 12 play, which I think is going to be very interesting for them, especially starting on the road against a Washington team a team that they, I think, should be, but it's going to be a test for them. So, end of the day, it's going to be very intriguing. But that will do it for this episode of Inferno Soccer Insiders. Again, for all your ASU soccer coverage needs, you've got to tune into InfernoInsult.com. We got it. We got a team coming up. Uh, we uh, we got we got a lot of content going to come your way with this team, so make sure you do not miss it out. But th thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next week for another episode of Inferno Soccer Insiders. <laughs>